how you doing? I'm Sue Jeffers. This is the Sue Jeffers Show, Twin Cities News Talk AM 1130 and TwinCitiesNewsTalk.com. I'm back, Stan. I'm back. How do you much... have anything to talk about today? <laughs> yeah, I do. You do? But first, how much did you miss me? Oh, I missed you immensely. I, I will know. admit it. it, it uh, it's tough to admit sometimes. But I know. I know. I'm all going to have it on Saturdays here. I know. And thank you to John Gilmore for filling in. I really appreciate it. I had a family family duties last week weekend and yeah it took the whole weekend um but thank you to john gilmore for filling in and we have two congratulations in order today one congratulations to pete stauber who was just endorsed up in Congressional District 8. That's the district I think Republicans are going to win this November. And Stauber has been working very hard. Uh, it's uh, it's really an exciting candidate to watch, something we can't always say. Uh, and the other congratulation goes to a unanimous endorsement for Keith Ellison in CD5. And I'm wondering if the Republicans have a candidate who's going to run against Keith Ellison. Uh, I just haven't heard anything. So today is Cinco de Mayo, and it is also the Kentucky Derby. So I'm trying to decide if we can still wear sombreros uh, and and drink margaritas, or if this uh, cultural appropriation has has put a kibosh on that. Stan, where's your sombrero? Uh, it's just not bright enough out yet. I don't need it usually until about July. <laughs> then it gets a little warm for my uh, industry. Oh, my gosh. Did you see last week the uproar on social media about the girl who wore a, a prom dress that looked like a um, it was a Chinese dress? People just dress? need to relax. Oh, totally, totally, and totally And trying to make a relax. statement with everything, and that's part of social media. Everybody's trying to get likes or reactions or comments or, or shares retweets or retweets. Or, yeah, 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 yeah. Or instas and snaps. <laughs> I think the kids Relax, call them. people. Take a deep breath and relax. It's also the Kentucky Derby. I love the Kentucky Derby. I love watching the horses run, and I think that's a gift from my mother. There was one thing my mother watched on TV, and it was the Kentucky Derby. And every year in May, the first Saturday in May, she would when the Kentucky Derby was on, she would mix herself a giant cocktail, and she would make us children, no matter what the weather, go outside so she could watch the Kentucky Derby in peace <laughs> with her cocktail in hand. So, yeah, my makings for the mint julep are rare, rare, are ready for me at home. My hat is laying out. And, you know, they have the highways shut down today. So um, 35W94, that whole area around downtown Minneapolis. So, Thanks a lot, DOT. I really feel for those people. I had to oh. come from White Bear Lake the other day, and it was only 2.30. And it, and it was already right. backing up. I right. can't imagine coming right. through there at like 4.35 in the afternoon. Well, now all those crappy drivers that are usually in that area are up in my neck of the woods on 694. It took me a half hour to get here, Stan. A half hour a to get here. On a Saturday afternoon. I mean, there are times when it's a little busy, but it was bumper to bumper. It was like rush hour out there, and they're not used to driving on 694. Plus, they don't know that. And the hermits have came out since you know, yeah. winter has ended. So. Yeah, and happy day for you, too, because... Because um, ice out on Lake Minnetonka, yeah, finally. Yeah, we're good to go for the governor's deal today. in Wilmer, too. So yeah, it'll be so fun next week. Let's tell people we're going to tape next week's show because Stan wants to go fishing. So that, you'll, oh, yeah. yeah. Don't call in next week. But you can call in this week. It's okay. All right. So for the Kentucky Derby, um, 
Stan, the Kentucky Derby always makes me think of Ron Rosenbaum. And mm-hmm. do you remember how we used to joke? He was we, into it, yeah. yeah. Oh, my gosh. Nobody loved that horse racing. Yeah, that po- gambling, too. Yeah. But nobody loved the Kentucky Derby like Ron Rosenbaum. And we used to tease him all the time. Stay out of the way on the day of the Kentucky Derby because St- Ron's yep. show was right before mine. And it would be just like, look out because he will be bolting out of the Oh, Ron, rest in peace. Oh, man. That was just, yeah. Get out of his way because he's got to get out to the get out to the track. I have a great show set up for you today. We are going to talk uh, guns. We have to talk. Uh, we have to talk about guns with my family duties last weekend. Uh, I missed the gun rally. I was there with them in spirit, as I think so many of us were. But we're going to talk a little bit of the local local insanity. And this week we're going to feature. Oh yeah, Eden Prairie. Now Governor Dayton had a press conference about guns this week. Uh, Freeman, Hennepin County Attorney Freeman had a had a presser about guns this week. And Eden Prairie is thinking about instituting a voluntary gun ban in the city of Eden Prairie. It's crazy, folks, and don't for... In fact, USA Today had an article, uh, when was it? Thursday, maybe. Some California uh, representative from the... um, and, And a U.S representative uh, had an article that he basically wanted to abolish the Second Amendment. So when I tell you the gun grabbers are alive and well out there, the gun grabbers are alive and well out there. And because I, I told you about there's lots of local insanity to go around, we're going to talk about Minneapolis, too. Because they're fertile ground. They are just fertile ground. Minneapolis claims it will run the city on 100% renewable energy by 2022. Folks, it's a flat-out lie. It's a flat-out lie. And you can't let the politicians get away with making claims as ridiculous as this one. You've got other uh, local entities, uh, local city councils, who are trying to do some other worthless endeavors. We'll talk about those today as well. Uh, We're going to talk about, we're down to the last two weeks now. Roughly the last two weeks of the legislative session, and we're seeing legislation by omnibus. It's making me furious. Thanks for nothing, Republicans. We expected certainly something better. Uh, Certainly not all these giant omnibus bills, these garbage bills, these throw everything but the kitchen sink bills. And then there's so much bad stuff in there, and you wonder how things, how how bad policy gets put in place. That's how bad policy gets put. Put in place. Uh, we'll also talk about, well, not only the end of the legislative session, we'll talk about some of the other bad bills that have life over there. Uh, a couple of good ones, too. Tax conformity was passed. That's interesting. Uh, yes, I hoped for something more. I hoped for something better. Um, I'll, take, I'll take what we got. Um, I'll, I'll help the Republicans get our Republican governor, and then I sure as heck expect a lot better. Uh, plus, we'll talk a little bonding, too, because... Oh, my gosh. The Republicans came out with what? An $850 million bonding bill. Why would you do that to our kids, to our grandkids, to us? Why would you bond? The state of Minnesota, first of all, they're overtaxing their citizens. They have a surplus. Well, not just the citizens, the citizens, the businesses, the corporations, the dead people, the you name it. Minnesota's taxing the crap out of them. Uh, and 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 we just we, we've got to put a stop to this kind of stuff 
to this kind of stuff. And, and what we're seeing is the Democrats, we know they're the party of bad ideas, but the Republicans are jumping on some of these bad ideas and helping to push some of their own bad ideas, and we have to put a stop to it. Before the November elections, we're seeing politicians moving further to the left. Uh, and, of course, that's especially Democrats, but you're even seeing some of the of the Republicans moving to left, the left. Thanks for nothing, Tim Pawlenty. And, oh, yeah, when I talked about Stavra getting endorsed, uh, I think we have everything but CD5 endorsed, uh, except for, well, Tim Pawlenty. I mean, Tim Pawlenty, good luck trying to get that endorsement, Tim. And do endorsements mean anything or don't they mean anything? Stan, Stan, did John Gilmore try to get Tim Pawlenty on my show last week? That's a, that's a sensitive subject around oh, these parts. Oh, my gosh. You know what? To be perfectly honest, I would welcome him on here because I have a few questions for Tim Pawlenty. Are, are you changing your tune? I'll, I'll never vote for him. That, I wait. will never vote for him. But you know what? I would like to be able to ask him some questions. I, I think there are some very yeah, but important. Any publicity is good publicity. So I say if you don't want them, don't have them on. That's my opinion as a producer. You know what that's, people tell that's me? That's rule number one in radio. Over you don't an... ever mention the enemy. Well, and I do consider him my enemy. I think he helped make politics what they are in Minnesota today. I think he has done nothing for us in the last eight years. Did he pay off the, the party debt? No. Did he do anything to help elect but Republicans? He looks no. awesome in blue jeans and a flannel shirt. I want to meet him I'm, at the governor's opener next and year. And he's so you know, nice. And have a, have a drink with him at the governor's <laughs> opener on your tax dime. <laughs> is that where you're going? You're going to the fishing opener next week? Of course. Wait, where is it? Smooth with the hobnob, you know, do Isn't a little it hobnobbing. Green Lake? Is Green that... Lake and Spicer, yep. Spicer. Wilmer, Wilmer and Spicer. It'll be yeah. all over that area. Oh, nice. You're going to have fun. You're going to have a great, uh, absolutely a great time. Uh, okay, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to talk guns, 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 because I didn't get to go to the rally last weekend. I heard it was amazing. Thank you so much to the Gun Owners Caucus. Uh, some 3,000 people were out there, and I heard everything. What, what did the Star Tribune say? A few hundred uh, up to someone else told me like 8,000. And I suppose if you – I know it wasn't that high, but I don't care. Uh, you generally don't see the Republican side of the aisle attend protests or attend rallies the way they do on the left. Um, I, we can make some guesses as to why that is. Uh, I was sorry I, I couldn't be there. And I know that I wasn't the only one who was sorry to have missed that great, great rally. Uh, but when I tell you the gun grabbers are alive and well, oh, my gosh, they, you are just seeing this continued push to take guns away. Stay tuned. Lots more coming. Sue Jeffers, Twin Cities News Talk AM 1130 and TwinCitiesNewsTalk.com. Good Saturday afternoon, everyone. How you doing? Hope you're having a great, great, great weekend. Um, I was in such a great mood this morning, and then as I started to get ready for the show and I started to think of all the things that's happening over at the legislature or on the federal front or uh, about the gun grabbers who are everywhere, I started to get more and more irritated. And then I got stuck in rush hour traffic on 694 in the middle of a Saturday afternoon. That made me a little bit crabbier. Thankfully, when I came in, I got to see John Gilmore and Stan, so that kind of put me back uh, in, and plus it's 
bright, sunny day, and it's almost time for the Derby. I'm, I'm really, really excited about all of that. Okay, so this past week, uh, um, and and I cannot tell you enough how irritated I get when I see people standing up there trying to take away any of our rights, when I'm trying to take away our First Amendment rights, our Second Amendment rights, think of the things that I talk about on this show, and it's always about empowering us, empowering the individual, em- empowering us so that we have, we do not have a giant government that has their boot on our throat. And nothing makes me angrier than to see people coming after our Second Amendment rights well, and all the other rights that I, I fight for as well. And you hear the left all the time tell us that the First Amendment applies to radio and TV and the Internet and that uh, the Fourth Amendment covers wiretaps and drones and video surveillance. But somehow, when you talk about the Second Amendment, they come out and they say, uh, the Second Amendment only applies to muskets. And, and, and I just don't understand this logic. I don't understand the thought process behind it. It is absolutely... Absolutely not true. Uh, It also irritates me that I have to go to the government to get a license to carry my gun. Uh, And I think you're seeing more and more states out there um, have the the open carry, have the you don't have to have a permit to carry your gun, uh, uh, passing castle laws, uh, expanding the castle law. And and I'm encouraged when I see some of that happening. And then you turn on the TV and you see some of the other stuff, uh, an ex-Supreme Court justice saying we should repeal the Second Amendment. The legislator in California who came out and said we should spend, I don't know, billions of dollars to buy back all the all the assault rifles that are that are out there. Folks, I cannot explain to you enough. The Second Amendment is not about hunting. It is not about hunting. hunting. It's about per- protecting, uh, being able to protect ourselves against a tyrannical government. And it it just seems that we're getting closer and closer and closer to that day. This past week, Dayton uh, urged lawmakers to take action to reduce gun violence. And and he pushed what what so many on the left like to call common sense legislation. This was Dayton's last ditch effort to try to get some sort of gun legislation passed before before the session ends. Governor Dayton stood up at this press conference. He had a bunch of high school students out there. Dayton told everyone it's time for the legislators to pass these so-called common sense uh, gun safety measures, and he called on the Republicans to act. Dayton said, enough hiding behind committees and emotions. It's time to take action. They talked about how the students uh, and and how so many people want a safer country. They talked about the March for Our Lives in Washington, D.C. They talked about how they were committed to raising awareness and reducing gun violence in Minnesota. Uh, one of the Henry Sibley High School students, senior George Hernandez, in the last decade of available data, 673 Minnesotans were murdered with guns, and an additional 83 died in accidental shootings uh, or, or, uh, or shootings of undetermined intent. Um, this Patrick Henry High School was the school that went on lockdown after a man with a gun was seen entering the school right after the Parkland, Florida uh, shooting. And... Another uh, junior from Patrick Henry said, as students in America, we shouldn't have to focus on 
if we will have a code red tomorrow, we should be focused on our grades, college entrance exams, and our future. Without gun control, it won't be possible. Not one more. Did you hear all those talking points that were put in there? Of course you heard all those talking points that were put in there. Uh, And and you know what? A little later in the show, we're going to talk, second hour, we're going to talk about schools and we're going to talk about the failure of education, uh, not only in Minnesota, but across the whole country. And I wish this this Elliot Gunderman, the junior at Patrick Henry High School, uh, I just want to tell him, uh, I wish you were more focused on your grades and college entrance exams and, and your future. Instead of being lapdogs up there for people who have failed you and so many other of our uh, of our youth. In, in the, think of the last 20, 30, 40 years in education, which is run by Democrats, I might add, and the failures that we've seen. How many children come out of our schools unable to read proficiently, unable to do math, uh, but they can spout the latest thing about global warming or uh, what gender someone is or or invented rights that they that they just make up. You look at some of the stuff that's happened over at the Capitol this uh, past legislative session. You had Erin May Quaid, who tried to have the 20. Well, she did have a 24 hour sit in, sit in at the Capitol. Uh, they had another rally over there just, uh, I don't know, what was it, a week or two ago, two weeks ago, I guess. And they had maybe 30 people there. Uh, but they're trying to get these students to raise their voice, to, to pressure the lawmakers into uh, gun legislation. And the bottom line is most of the things that they're bringing up are going to do nothing to make our schools safer. Most of the things that the Democrats are suggesting will not help. They will not stop. You know why? Because criminals don't follow the law. And what this so-called common sense gun legislation is is doing it's punishing the law-abiding citizen. Uh, and, you know, maybe next, not next week, maybe the week after that, I'll have Rob Dorr or Brian Strasser from the Gun Owners Caucus come in and give us an update on this, because that'll be the final week of the legislative session. And we have to make sure that our legislators stay strong. We have to make sure that they don't cave to some of these ridiculous, ridiculous demands. Another one of the students stood up there and said to the legislators who hide behind the NRA or choose to do nothing, we have one message. We will vote you out. Well, high school student, guess what? You don't, you aren't old enough to vote. Uh, so your empty words, uh, yeah, they, they don't mean much. So what do you say to those people that say in the media, oh, they could change the election if all these young people come out to vote. Well, first of all, most of the people who are standing up there saying that kind of stuff, Stan, aren't old enough to vote, and they aren't going to be old enough to vote. In the next election. Well, maybe in the next one, but by then I think they might have woken up. I think they might have woke up and realized, you know what, if we take the guns away from the good guys, only the bad guys. They haven't even moved out of their parents' basement yet. How could they have grown up? Only the bad guys are going to be the ones that are out there with guns. You know, you've you've got a group of people over at the University of Minnesota who are pushing to disarm the University of Minnesota Police Department. Even the people who support some sort of gun restrictions say wait a minute why would we be stupid enough to take the guns away from the cops and and i think more and more people are are understanding that it isn't just old white guys that have the guns do you know how many women my age have permits to carry 
a lot. Do you know how many women my age show up at the gun store to practice shooting or to do target shooting or trap shooting, any of that kind of stuff? There are a lot of us. You talk about talk about kids, trap shooting, the number one high school sport, expanding like crazy. They've had over 40,000 kids, and they have not had one accident with those with those guns. Funny how that works. I know. When you're, when you're trained and you know how to use your guns and you understand the role of a gun, you're also starting to hear more and more and more stories about people with guns who have stopped a bad guy with a gun. And, and, I, and I think you're learning lessons from places like England where they're now passing knife control because, oh, they took the guns away from everyone. Uh, and, I, and I think you just, you just can't understand, uh, you can't emphasize enough that people really, uh, really need to wake up, and a lot of them are waking up, to say, wait a minute, wait a minute, time out. We can't take all the guns away from, from the good guys. But First that's, of all, that's good also luck. what's cool, though, right now, and with the social media and, and the attention these younger people are getting, I wouldn't put it past them. I'll just put it that way. I think you're also seeing... Because they're followers rather than... A lot of them are followers rather than leaders, especially at that age. They're well, more impressionable. Lucky they have a short attention span. And by next week, they'll be worried about what Kanye said about Iran. <laughs> kidding, kidding. Uh, Carla Nelson out of Rochester talked for a minute about the national debate on school safety. And she said that she thinks that the national debate has been focused on the wrong ten- attention. Safe school aid can be used to make buildings safer, hire more school resource officers, mental health professionals, school counselors, nurses, social workers, psychologists, and alcohol dependency counselors. All the wrong thing. <laughs> all the wrong thing. And when you see the all this money being thrown at the schools for all these things, that won't won't make the difference it it just is so frustrating so you've got republicans coming out there like carla nelson who can't defend their second amendment rights or who are trying to walk that very fine line uh trying to trying to do something about school safety and in most cases they're throwing money lots and lots and lots of money at the wrong things. Uh, I think you're going to see some things that will impact student safety. Again, I just say to myself, you have to ask yourself, the Democrats who run the schools, why do our children feel so unsafe in your schools? And I will say also, uh, who saw Donald Trump speak at the NRA yesterday? You know what? You want to know how Donald Trump got elected? That's how watch that speech. Uh, We'll take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to talk a little bit more about guns because Hennepin County Attorney Mike Freeman came out and he too is looking for more help from the Minnesota legislature. He's trying to get uh, handguns off the street. And we have to talk about Eden Prairie. You folks in Eden Prairie, you need a new city council. Absolutely need a new city council. Uh, Eden Prairie is considering a voluntary ban of assault style weapons they'll the vote's coming up uh, i think it's next week oh man oh man oh man you want to weigh in 651-989-5855 651-989-5855 sue jeffers twin cities news talk am 1130 and twin Thank you so 
much for tuning in. I'm Sue Jeffers. This is the Sue Jeffers Show. We're talking guns, guns, guns. And uh, two stories I want to tell you about. Both came from KSTP. Uh, The first one, Hennepin County attorney pleading for change. Yeah, uh, we've heard this song and dance before. Hennepin County attorney Mike Freeman announced he is looking for more help from the legislature. Society's got to do more about removing handguns off the street. I call on the Minnesota legislature to do more. He wants universal background checks. He wants bump stocks gone. He wants the legislature to pass that the families can go if they know a loved one or person in their family has some severe problems, that there's a petition in the court to take the guns. That, which is so troubling. I mean, so, so, so troubling. He said if the legislator completed two of the projects he's requested, he would be happy. Thankfully, Rob Doerr weighed in on this with the he's with the Minnesota Gun Owners Caucus. He said he's not surprised to hear these requests from Freeman. They've been a consistent request of Attorney Freeman's for a long time. Rob Dorr said background checks will do nothing but create barriers for law abiding gun owners, which is a hundred percent right, which is exactly what happens when people come in and demand that government do something. The ones that suffer are the law abiding gun owners and the real problem out there, the real problem out there is the non-law abiding gun owners. The petition um, attorney, uh, Hennepin County Attorney Freeman is asking for is called the Extreme Risk Order. It allows somebody just based on an accusation to get a court order without the other person being present to defend themselves, to get that court order to go and seize their firearms. That is so wrong. That is so wrong. Nobody talks about the false accusation. Nobody talks about due process. Nobody talks about a law-abiding citizen. Uh, The bottom line is these people need to have their time in court before their property is taken from them. A lot of talk about the bump stocks. I think uh, bump stocks will probably be resolved at a federal level. Uh, We just had a horrible shooting in the Little Earth um, Indian housing complex in Minneapolis, six people were shot, six. The They caught three people. They think there might even have been one more involved with this. One was a 21-year-old guy out of Minneapolis. He was charged with five counts of second-degree assault. Another was a 35-year-old guy from Crystal. He was charged with one count of aiding an offender or an accomplice after the fact. You had another 14-year-old juvenile who was defend, who was identified on surveillance as a shooter. And Freeman was outraged, as we all are. What's a 14-year-old doing with a handgun shooting people up? A really good question. Hey, Stan, did I ever tell you that I used to drive an ice cream truck? No, but I can believe it. <laughs> yep. When I was 19 years old, I was in between years in college. I came home for the summer. I needed a job, and that I got a job. That be kind of a fun gig. It was. We had a lot of fun. I was outside, met lots of fun people. I could sleep in in the morning. I could go out every night. I could get up and drive my ice cream truck. It, yeah, I know. Get up at 10, golf by 11, right? But I know, right. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, and I, I, like, my church sent these buses off to camp, so when the the buses were coming back on Monday nights. I'd always be there to sell ice cream to all the kids getting off the camp mm-hmm. buses. But I was driving down Cedar Avenue uh, by the Little Earth uh, housing complex, 
and I got shot in the neck by, I think it was a BB gun. It grazed the side of my neck, but I lost so much blood so quick that I blacked out behind the wheel of my ice cream truck. Ice cream truck. Oh, wow. That's so, an interesting story. We, You know how the ice cream truck drivers are on the opposite side mm-hmm. of, of the vehicle, you know? So driving down Cedar Avenue, going 35 mile an hour in my little truck, you know, <laughs> the, the music was not going at that point in time. Um, and I... Sounds passed like, out. Sounds like you a uh, short change to juvenile. The, no. <laughs> the um, truck went up over the curb, hit a sign, and I held on to it long enough to go up over the curb. And then I fell out onto the sidewalk. And when I came to, this Indian woman was holding my head in her lap, putting pressure on my neck. I had We had white shirts, blood everywhere. I mean, I looked like I, I looked. Like a, a movie, a TV yeah. movie, whatever. Horror movie. And, oh, yeah, horror movie for sure. And this, um, when I came to, I'm like, what happened? And she goes, you were shot. And I'm like, oh, my God. And um, she goes, the police are coming. They won't do anything. Would you like me to take care of it? And I said, yes, ma'am, I sure would. And <laughs> so then the police came, the ambulance came. Um, they wrapped my neck in this big gauze bandage, you know. And they the, they called my company. Company that I worked for and they said hey you know your ice cream truck driver got shot in the neck and we think you should come and pick her truck up and and her up and everything and I'm like no no I'm fine I can drive it back <laughs> so by the, and we all had these radios so we could talk to each other so finally we decide all right I'm good enough to drive back so and I had to go to St. Paul so here I am in my ice cream truck on 94 you know <laughs> covered with blood and as I got off on Dale Avenue to go to to the place where you picked up where you where we parked our ice cream trucks, um, there were like fifty ice cream trucks all waiting at the end of the exit for me, and then we all had this little parade and went back to the ice cream truck place. That was my last day being an ice cream truck driver. You missed it, I can tell. Yeah. Anyway, that's a crazy area over there. Um, okay, so Rob Dor uh, also in this KSTP article said there's no registration of firearms in Minnesota, nor should there be a registration of firearms. He says there are an estimated 2.5 million gun owners and a quarter of a million permit to carries. He said the majority of the permits to carry were in Hennepin County and Freeman. Freeman gets up there and makes this uh, press conference, makes this big deal about guns and then he comes out and he says, yeah, we can't tell you if the guns that were used in the shooting at the Little Earth Complex were illegally obtained. Gee, Mike, what do you think? But stupid, the total stupidest idea of all is Eden Prairie City Council. Eden Prairie City Council, you should all be thrown out on your sorry butts. Eden Prairie is considering a voluntary ban on assault-style weapons. Uh, The City Council wants to pass a resolution that would ask, not require, ask gun stores in Eden Prairie not to sell assault-style assault-style weapons at all or any other gun to people under the age of 21. Councilmember Ron Case, throw his sorry butt out of there. We can't, as a country, fix this problem. It's not probably on some level ever going to be fixed, but that knowledge doesn't mean he thinks they should do nothing. Uh, 
the mayor came out and said maybe the legislature will pay attention and then realize that this is something that indeed the majority of the people in our state want. Uh, yeah, throw that mayor out of there, too. Thankfully, there's one voice of reason on the Eden Prairie City Council. That's Brad Aho, who thinks the state and federal officials should tackle the issues. Uh, Council Member Aho said, I don't think we have a right to push people and tell them what they can and cannot sell. Thank you for a little bit of common sense in Eden Prairie. Uh, the Stock and Barrel Gun Club in neighboring Chanhassen, Executive General Manager Mike Riley. I met him. I like him. And and by the way, if you need some instruction, go to Mike Riley. Uh, he said he doesn't think the resolution would have much of an impact. Mike also said he thinks this is mi- misguided. Uh, Riley said, some kid coming back from Iraq, he's 20 years old, he wants to buy an AR because he's going to hog hunt, and that's the weapon he wants to use. I'm supposed to say, no, you can't, but thank you for your service. I'll remind Mike Riley again, the Second Amendment is not about hunting, not about hunting. Uh, the Eden Prairie City Council plans to vote on the resolution at their May 15th meeting. The good news is uh, Brad Aho is running for mayor, so maybe you can get some common sense in Eden Prairie. Otherwise, Eden Prairie, uh, you got to get a new city council because these people are nut jobs. Uh, I, and I, I have a couple other city councils that I'm going to pick on as well. Um, you'll have to wait till next week to hear what's going on in New Brighton. You're going to, yeah, I know, they continue to embarrass us. Uh, week after week after week. Uh, And a little bit later in the show, I will highlight uh, Minneapolis because they are doing something crazy as well. So uh, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, uh, do you you know what May 1st is? When I told Stan we were going to talk about May Day, uh, that was last Tuesday, uh, he said, isn't that the one where people made little baskets and hung them on your door and rang the doorbell and ran away? And yeah, that's exactly what May Day used to be. Uh, Now it's a mass march for immigrant and workers' rights. So we're going to talk a little bit about the march that we had in Minneapolis on Tuesday, May uh, May 1st. It is just shocking when you understand uh, what a huge coalition of unions, uh, workers' organizations, immigrant, immigrant rights people, religious organizations, uh, community organizers all got together to have a march and to give speeches. Uh, they did disrupt the traffic for a little bit because, yeah, that's what they like to do. Uh, and then they had a cultural program at Powderhorn Park with speakers and music and dance and I I saw the story on KSTP, and when I went to KSTP's website to try to get a copy of what their demands were, I couldn't find the article. I finally had to go to one of the... um, one of the lefty organizations, where did I find this? I don't know, AFSCME or one of the labor unions, maybe, um, where I had to go back and figure out, uh, find one of them, and then find the march for uh, the immigrant and workers' rights, the May Day march. Uh, stay tuned. You'll be really surprised when you hear what their demand. Oh, maybe you won't be surprised. Stay tuned. Sue Jeffers, Twin Cities News Talk AM 1130 and TwinCitiesNewsTalk.com. Good Saturday afternoon, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in. I'm Sue Jeffers. This is the Sue Jeffers Show. Uh, Tuesday was May Day. Um, I, in days of old, my friend 
You remember Colin Wilkinson, Colin, the drummer. Yeah, yeah, Colin. Colin's filled in on this show before, too. Um, in fact, I think he's moving today, if I remember right. Kind of up into my neck of the woods. Yay. But if you go to any of the parades coming up this summer, I'm sure you'll see him and his drum out there. Uh, and Colin's brother, Forrest, used to, we used to meet over at the Capitol. And there was a group of uh, guys who had a Civil War cannon. They were out in New Ulm, and they would come up, and Forrest Wilkinson would arrange the Freedom Day event at the Capitol, and these guys, they would let me fire off their cannon uh, just at the bottom of the steps by the Capitol in St. Paul. Oh, it was so much fun, and we would celebrate Freedom uh, Freedom Day. Stan remembers May Day as people having May, Day, May baskets, and they'd put them on your doorstep or on your doorknob and ring the bell and you'd get a little basket with treats in it. Uh, May Day has morphed. May Day uh, is a day now that is a day to celebrate international workers. It's a day for uh, that that uh, it, there was a mass march for immigrant and workers' rights in Minneapolis. Uh, you're seeing uh, identity politics is strong, people. It is strong. And you're seeing push for uh, the DREAM Act. You're seeing pushes for open borders. You're still seeing lawsuits against Trump for immigration policies. You're seeing some uh, pushback on refugee resettlements right here in Minnesota. It's actually being talked about more and more and more in the governor's race. Uh, in On Tuesday, Chicago now hands out municipal ID cards to illegal aliens in the city of, of Chicago. Uh, and in so many cases, especially Democrats, you're seeing that the illegals are coming before Americans. And I just want to remind people, Americans have dreams, too. Americans are dreamers, too. And what used to be a day to celebrate international workers has now turned into a day for uh, immigrants, legal and illegal, and more uh, workers' rights. So on May 1st, you had this organization, and and it was 40 or 50 different groups that were part of this. Uh, let me see if I can figure out who some of these groups are. Oh, some of the usuals, you know, AFSCME, the American Indian Student Cultural Center, the anti-war committees, um, the Socialist Party, Indivisible, uh, the Interfaith Coalition, Interracial Student Movements, Jewish Community Action, uh, a lot of the unions, more and more and more uh, unions. It I just cracked me up, the Socialist Parties of the Party of the Twin Cities metro area. Um, Justice for Jamar was, organization was there, Veterans for Peace, uh, um, all, all, all kinds of organizations. But they got together, and this started actually back in 2006, and it was in response to the anti-immigration, anti-immigrant Stensenbrenner bill of 2006. And after that, U.S. immigrants began demanding immigrant rights and worker rights. And, of course, every year it's gotten bigger and bigger and bigger. This year they were trying to unite in the streets on May 1st against Donald Trump. Uh, Donald Trump is attacking working people's rights. I got news for you. If you're not a citizen, you really don't have a leg to stand on there. You have some rights, uh, but who are you to demand anything is the question I want.
want to ask. Uh, they they believe that union rights are under attack thanks to Donald Trump. Uh, immigrant workers' rights are under attack thanks to Donald Trump. Uh, they believe Donald Trump cruelly ended uh, the deferred action. Uh, you, you remember that one? The we're also what did we see this week? Honduras, their deferred action. We've got um, Liberians here in Minnesota. Um, you're seeing more and more and more on raids and deportations. Uh, you've got another. What, what did they say? Well, how many people from that caravan in Mexico uh, are sitting down at the border? It's 100 or 200. But I saw some other numbers that said like 50,000 people are still trying to come across the board come across the borders and getting across the borders. Uh, but I want you to listen to this because I want you to I want you to hear what their demands are. And I, I give credit to Channel 5 for uh, and I heard I saw it on two different news broadcasts from Channel 5 because they actually listed what some of the not all the all the demands, but some of the demands on there. Uh, but like I said, when I tried to find it on their website, I couldn't find it on there. Uh, the demands for the march were no attacks on immigrants, refugees, or Muslims, no more deportations, legalization for all, a clean dream act now, restore temporary protective status for Salvadorians and Haitians, adopt the sanctuary platform, make Minnesota a sanctuary state, expand union rights in Minnesota, stop all right-to-work attacks, a living wage for all, Medicare for all, an end to police brutality, community control of the police, climate justice, and an end to the U.S. war and intervention. So that's a lot of demands. That's Well, when you have that many groups that all get together, you're going to have a, a lot of demands. But if you look at that list, that list is a very accurate representation of what the Democrat Party stands for nowadays. And, and, and I, I have to give them credit. Channel Five for broadcasting it, but these, but these, um, these protesters, these organizations that participated in this march on May first, uh, at least they came out. At least they came out and they said, "This is what we want. These are the things that that we're going to fight for." I got news for you. You're in no position to make demands. And I want to stress again how important it is that Americans also stand up for the things that we want and need in our country as as well. Uh, when you have some 40 different unions and organizations who were were marching for all of these things, it just gives you an idea of of what we're up against. I don't think the march really drew a whole lot of people to it, uh, but you know, when you think of, of of the really important things that we should be fighting for, uh, think about it. I mean, think about it. There's a long list. We're going to cover that in the second hour of the show. We're going to talk about um, some of the legislation that's happening over at the Capitol. And there's a lot of stuff over at the Capitol. If, if you want to, um, of course, I'm going to tell you about the omnibus bills. Of course, I'm going to tell you about tax conformity. But I also have a lot of stuff I want to tell you about the, the some of the taxes that are already implemented on Minnesotans. And I also want to tell you about some of the other super, super, super bad ideas that, that are being pushed over over at the legislature. So you've got Republicans who tell us that they are looking out for us, yet we're seeing more and more and more bad ideas. Next week, they're going to start uh, the Minnesota 
House Rules Committee. Kurt Doubt, what the hell are you doing over there? You know, it just it drives me absolutely crazy when I see some of the bills that are A, given hearings, or B, being pushed forward. Uh, you're not running for governor anymore, buddy. So could you start looking out for Minnesota? Uh, could you start doing some things that are, are right for us? Uh, the Minnesota House Rules Committee is going to consider a paid parental leave plan. Uh, I forget if that was yesterday, Thursday, uh, or if it's coming up next week. We're also seeing net neutrality, distracted driving, uh, Met Council legislation, penny a pill. Julianne Rosen said the penny a pill uh, fee, tax, fee, whatever you want to call it, uh, is alive and well over there. Uh, they're throwing millions, hundreds of millions, hundreds. A hundred million dollars has already been thrown towards mental health under Governor Dayton's watch. Now they're throwing millions and millions more. Uh, They haven't even determined if the hundred million that they've already thrown towards mental health is actually doing anything, is actually working, is actually being productive. But they're just going to throw more money at it and bonding. Oh, my God. Bonding. Bonding. Oh, what? Please, please, please. Last year, they bonded almost a billion dollars. This year, they'll bond almost another billion dollars. Dayton wants $1.5 billion on the state credit card. The legislature released $850 million. Uh, and, of course, everyone's got their hands out. They have their, they had $3 billion in requests. And this is just ridiculous what we're doing to our children, uh, their children, what we're doing to, to us It's just absolutely shocking. So you've got the Democrats who are the party of bad ideas, and you got Republicans helping them. Uh, So much coming up in the next hour. You aren't going to want to miss it. Stay tuned, everyone. I'm Sue Jeffers. This is the Sue Jeffers Show, Twin Cities News Talk, AM 1130 and TwinCitiesNewsTalk.com.